Rudyard Fun runs a funeral home in the village of Piffling Vale. It used to be the only one. It isn't anymore. Eric Chapman is here to stay, and so is his funeral home. For the first time in his life, Rudyard has a rival. If only he knew what to do about it. Wooden Overcoats, created by David K. Barnes. Episode 2, Flowers for Chapman, by Christopher Hogg. Eric Chapman had been on the island for a week, but for Rudyard it had felt like a century. Business had slowed to a crawl, whilst Chapman's opening week book one funeral get one free offer had been an enormous success. At fun funerals, Rudyard was beginning to feel the pinch. Now look here. What? You can't do that. It's all been arranged. Your wife, Thursday morning, 11 o'clock sharp. Don't be late. Sorry? Yes, I know he's got a special offer. He said what? Mr Sinclair, he isn't arranging a solar eclipse. He's just booked your funeral on the same day as one. I could do that. A solar eclipse and a buffet? I think you're pushing your luck there. I could grab some tiny pretzels on the way, but I can't promise anything. Hello? Mr Sinclair? You still... Hello? Chapman! Antigone, come out! I've had a cancellation. Not another one. Mr Sinclair will be around tomorrow to get his wife back. But I've just filled her with embalming fluid. Well, then drain her out again. If Chapman's getting the job, he can do it himself. I don't believe it. We're working ourselves ragged trying to scrape together enough to pay those instalments on the new kettle. And all Eric Chapman has to do is sit across the square on his very attractive backside. What? I said on his very competitive backside. Yes, quite. Rudyard's sister, Antigone, had developed some intensely conflicted feelings towards Eric Chapman of the kind more explicitly depicted within certain genres of French cinema, slowly, passionately, and with subtitles. We can't go on like this, Rudyard. We're not going to. Cyanide pills? Not yet. We've still got Mrs Codrington's funeral tomorrow. We'll push the boat out. No expense spare. Are you sure? You've got to spend money to make money. Georgie! Yeah? Run round in the morning and buy us the cheapest lilies you can find. Or steal them. Oh, that's a good idea. And give me that money back. There's no point in buying flowers anyway. Why not? I was talking to Agatha at the sweet shop, and she said that Eric's been going to the market every day and buying out the entire supply of flowers. So we can't get them? Damn, he's good. Cunning, devious, ruthless. Oh, we can be those things too, Antigone. Antigone? Sorry, shut up. French cinema. Any ideas? Ah, yes. We need one of our strategy meetings. Of course! Once more, it is time for Boggle. Boggle? Sharpens the mind and provokes inspiration. If Chapman's nabbed all the flowers for his funeral, we've got to think of something. Yes, but Agatha says he hasn't used them. Hundreds of flowers have gone into Chapman's funeral home, but none of them have ever come out again. Mm, That probably sounded more dramatic in your head, but nonetheless, it's worth investigating. The game ready, Antigone? Yes. Now, look here. We've got to find out what Chapman's up to, obstruct his plans, and come up with something of our own. What we do here tonight could be crucial to the future of fun funerals. Got that? Yes. And remember, if two or more players come up with the same word, it is removed from all players' lists. Off we go. I watched their game from the corner of the room. Being a mouse, I'm sadly unable to play Boggle, 
A mouse's metabolism is much faster than that of a human's, and so rigorous linguistic amusement can be rather too much for us. Right. What have we got? Georgie? Three. Cat, bin and photograph. Mm, no good. Antigone? Two. Nouvelle and vague. No good and against the rules. No, they're not. You can't have French words in an English game. But we're closer to France. Neither mm. Pifling. Doesn't matter. They don't help. Well, what have you got? Uh, 21. Seek, seek, wreck, wreckage, disturb, disrupt, destroy, sabotage, funeral, next, revenge, kill, beat, rival, must go, room only for one, indigo. Any inspiration? No. No, nothing at all. Perhaps another round? Wait a minute. Wait. Yes, yes, uh, of course. Words. Wreck, wreckage, disrupt, destroy, yes! No, not, not these words. Words. We write an advert and put it in the local paper. Oh, is that all? Look, what does Chapman have that we haven't? Customers. Go away, Georgie. A coffee machine? I said go away, Georgie. What are you getting at? Publicity. He's got the spotlight because he's new. We need to take it back. Remind everyone that we can still get the body in the coffin in the ground on time. Unless the client takes their wife back. Well, I think that's implicit in the advert. Now then, we'll attack on two fronts. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to write an advert and take it to the papers. Meanwhile, Georgie... You're going to the market to buy some flowers and see what Chapman's up to. I could go. I'm busy in the morning. If you've got a funeral tomorrow, I need to repair the transport. I mean, we could walk like we used to. Strapping a coffin to the back of a moped does lack a certain finesse. Speed and efficiency, sir. No, quite correct. You carry on. But someone's got to go. I could go. How about Madeline? Don't be ridiculous. She hasn't got any pockets. How would she carry the money? Oh, a satchel, of course. I could go. What? To the market to get the flowers and ask about Chapman. I could do that tomorrow morning. You? Yes. Uh, go outside? Yes. Look, they've got this thing out there called the sun, and I, I don't think you'd like it. I'll risk it. And you're allergic to pollen? I'll wear my outdoor survival suit with the pollen helmet. The one that makes you look like an astronaut? That's the one, yes. Antigone, I don't think Rajaj, this is a good Rajaj, I'm th- going to the market in the morning to buy some flowers, and that's final. But listen to I'm me. I'm perfectly capable of going outside to do ordinary things and live my life like an ordinary person. Now, if you need me, I'll be in a mortuary. Good night! Does she sleep down there? Oh, we won't pull on that particular thread. The next morning, the dew was still upon the grass, Antigone slipped into the all-over outdoor suit that she'd received as an 18th birthday present from her long-deceased mother and gingerly stepped beyond the front door of fun funerals and into the outside world. (coughs) I heard coughing. Get lost. Here we are, then. Daytime. It's not a bit like I remembered it. Still... This is what normal people experience. Antigone, you are a normal person. You are a perfectly ordinary, everyday person. Better put the helmet on. Well, off we go. Antigone lumbered awkwardly across the square and I followed, realising that her first daytime voyage in over a decade could make for an excellent chapter in my book, Memoirs of a Funeral House Mouse, destined to be a Sunday Times bestseller. Throughout the journey, I heard her mutter the odd word or phrase like... I shouldn't. Or... Get a hold of yourself. And sometimes... Bloody, bloody Chapman. Until, eventually, we reached the Piffling Market. Within a bounty of bouquets stood Ms. Petunia Bloom, the greatest flower merchant of Piffling, 
who'd also drawn rapturous acclaim for her performance in the Piffling Amateur Dramatic Society's production of My Fair Lady, in which she'd quite naturally played the part of Colonel Pickering. We've got daffs, we've got presents, we've got tulips. Get yourself something lovely. Oh, what a tick. I recognise that every breathing. You're the bloke what's been ringing me every Tuesday night, ain't you? Well, last night I stayed up till two in the morning and you never called. Miss Bloom? Bless my soul. If it ain't Antigone fun. And nice to see you again. We all thought you was dead. <laughs> well, I'm not. You must be very proud, dear. What can Petunia do for you? I'd like some of those lilies, please. Oh, I'm afraid I can't, dear. They've been sold. Advance order. How about those daffodils? No, no, they've been sold too. Begonias? Sold. Chrysanthemums? Sold. Would you like a bunch of violets? If you can... Sorry, dear, I've sold them all. You're holding some. Oh, these are just props. I've painted a couple of pansies. Can I have them? No, they've been sold. So why keep yelling about your flowers when you can't sell any? Boss of habit. When you've been selling flowers for 30 years, it just gets ingrained. we got daffs, we got chrysanthemums, we got tulips. bought them all. Now... I can't disclose the confidential identity of my newest and most attractive client, can I? I want the truth. What do you need them for? Ask him yourself, dear. He's coming this way. What? Look, there he is. Yoo-hoo! Mr Chapman! Hide me! What, dear? Get out of those flowers. Perplexing woman. Petunia, what a glorious morning. That it is, Mr Chapman. Well, I can't be long. The guy started building a third floor to Chapman's at six. Should be done in half an hour. Well, your flowers are ready and waiting. Great. I reckon this will be the last order for now. Well, I should think so, too. Coming here every morning for a week. You've been making Mr Bloom quite jealous. I didn't know you had a husband. Oh, I often forget myself. <laughs> How about we discuss it over a glass of something tonight? Say, uh... Eight o'clock? Uh, afraid I've already got something laid on for this evening. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Right, what have we got here? Oh, you've outdone yourself, Petunia. Oh. The best bunches of the bunch. Every exquisite colour of the... Wait a sec. Hello, Mr Shetman. Ah! Sorry, 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 sorry. Petunia, there's an astronaut hiding in the begonias. Oh, it's that Rajar Bun's sister. Strange girl. You mean... Antigone? Is that you in there? Um, uh, yes it is. Oh, don't be afraid. Come out and join the party. Um, right You're probably wondering why I'm wearing your... A pollen helmet. You've seen one before. I used to wear one. I had appalling allergies till I was 13. The problem with those helmets is the static plays havoc with the hair. I used to look like a blonde electric plasma ball. (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny anecdote. Thank you. Listen, have one of these. What is it? A Puritan. Antihistamine. Pop one in your mouth and bingo, you can take your helmet off. I have to take the helmet off to pop in the peritone. Uh, there's a paradox. Still, easy resolve. Let's get you out of that helmet. No. In this heat, you'll asphyxiate yourself otherwise. Come on, let me take a second. You'll feel a new person. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Trust me. All right, fine. Great. Now I just about remember how to... Uh-huh. There, now the tablet. Quick. Take a deep breath. That should do it. I feel better. I do. It's strange. I'm outside, but I can smell things. 
Here, try some gardenias. Oh, they smell just like the old lady we've got lying in our mortuary. Sure. That's a good thing. Is it? Right. Are you wearing aftershave? Oh, candlelit vigil. Why, do I smell like a deceased old lady? No, no, you smell like a sort of man person. You have a scent on too, haven't you? I recognise it. Oh, um, yes. What is it? Embalming fluid. Oh. With clementines and a dash of cinnamon. Oh, to make the body smell better. What a great touch. And there's this chemical agent. I made it myself. It removes every stain and blemish from the corpse's skin. But if you spill it on yourself, you get a rash and your clothes fall off. Well. Yes. What's it called? As soon as possible. I mean, no, I shouldn't be talking company secrets. I've said too much. Well, I won't steal them. Why not? You have a competition. Goodbye. Antigone, wait. Do you want to grab a coffee sometime? Kevin makes my hair turn green. Well, you've got some great ideas. I'd just like to discuss the business with you. The friendly competition. How about it? I... I... I Yes, what? Shut up, Georgie. Rudyard went into the mortuary and miscalibrated the formaldehyde pumps. He can't turn them off. But he's not allowed down there. We got bodies swimming all over the shop. You better hop on it. Quick. Oh, in the name of... All right, I'm coming. Oh, another time, maybe. Oh, Georgie, hey. You right? Oh, I love the moped. Is she yours? Yeah. Found him washed up on the beach. Worked at him for a couple of weekends and... <laughs> well, that's amazing. I'm great at mechanics. You see, the secret is... You know too many secrets, Georgie. Drive. <sighs> Fine. Bye, Eric. I look forward to it. I'm... I mean... That was a silly thing to say. So intent was I on jotting everything down onto the back of a postage stamp that I failed to hitch a lift. When I eventually arrived back at Fun Funerals, I was almost swept aside by an ocean of formaldehyde and methanol. Antigone and Rudyard were in it up to their waists, fishing about for their deceased clients. God's sake, Georgie, switch it off! I'm trying. Antigone! Get our advert in the paper. You should probably change your clothes. You're covering Antigone's new chemical agent. Yes, yes, all very clever. Oh, Antigone! What? Uh, did you find out why Chapman's been stockpiling flowers? No. No? What do you mean, no? I mean, no, Rudyard. I mean, no. N-O spells no. Not very efficient. You flooded our home with fluid and corpses. Yes, well, chalk one up to experience. I'll be off to the papers, then. You should really change your clothes. Rudyard! Yes? Here's your sodding flowers. Antigone, these are gardenias. I expressly asked for lilies. Get out! I then accompanied Rudyard to the heart of the piffling press. Sidney Marlowe, editor-in-chief of the island's premier publication, Piffling Matters. Yeah, in. Oh, hello, Rudyard. Oh, I thought you'd be in sooner or later. <laughs> What's wrong with your trousers? Oh, don't try to confuse me. I want to place an advertisement. Hold on a second. Hello? You have? You have? 
Sensational. Well, that's going on the front page. I'll be there in half an hour. What's happened? Somebody's cat has had twins. Have you ever heard of twins before? I have a twin sister. Get away. Really? Well, we've got to get that in the story. Don't you worry. Now, what can I do for you, boy? Do we have to have that tape play? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I like to say I'm busy, that's all. Now, look here. I want to place an advertisement. What's the biggest you do? Full page. You know that. I've been trying to sell you one for seven years. I didn't need one before. And I know what's changed. You don't last long in this business, son, without being able to count how many funeral homes an island's got. Still want the full page? If you would. I've written the words already. Let's have a shifty. Fun funerals. Why bother with anyone else? We get the body in the coffin in the ground on time. Catchy. Any special offers? Oh, the refuge of the desperate. We don't need them. How about a free wreath for the first five customers? No. We're valued for our tradition and service. So what do you need the advert for? To remind everyone that they value us for our tradition and service. Now slap that text together and make it look sharp. And I want it on the front page. How about the design? Oh, something sophisticated, I think. A giant tombstone. You want me to put a bloody great tombstone on the front page of my paper? If it makes people think of me, then yes. What about something cheerful? Now that new bloke, he's got the motto, We put the fun in funerals. You stole that from me. He never. He did. I suggested to you seven years ago. You never used it. You wanted royalties. Yeah, all right, all right. Cough up the loot and I'll get on with it. Here you are. Thirty pounds. That's what you said before. That was seven years ago, mate. You never heard of inflation? How much is it now? Front page tombstone? Five hundred nicker. Five hundred pounds? Are you mad? Listen, I have got a dynamite story here about a cat with twins. It's going to cost you a lot more to bump that off the front page. Yes, but five hundred pounds? I've got the overheads to think about. You've got a desk and a cassette tape of ambient noise. Five hundred quid. Take it or leave it. Oh. Daylight robbery. There. One check, and I hope you choke on it. You won't regret it, Rudyard. The power of the press, you'll have a stampede tomorrow. Well, if I don't, I shall write a letter of complaint to the editor. I am the editor. Well, then consider this a warning. Good day. Rudyard left the office with a deserved sense of elation and confidence. He'd grabbed a bull by the horns, turned it round, and placed an advertisement into a local newspaper. Today, nothing could stop him. Rudyard, what a pleasant surprise. Ah, Chapman. An auspicious afternoon, don't you think? In what way? Oh, you'll find out, Chapman, believe me. You'll find out. I can't wait. I heard you had some trouble with your formaldehyde pumps. The tricky buggers, aren't they? If there's anything I can... Who told you about that? I bumped into your sister at the market. Oh, and your assistant, Georgie. Tell me, is she seen... Well, I don't know what they told you. Fun funerals is all systems go. Ah, I'm... Glad to hear it. About George. Today is the day before tomorrow. When tomorrow becomes today, and everything changes forever and ever. Look out for it. I will. I, is Georgie seeing Now, me? if you'll excuse me, I have a fun funeral to get to. Oh, okay. Uh, Rudyard, about your trousers. What about them? Well, they've melted. There's bits of them all down the street. Yes. Well, there are certain things about piffling you'll have to get used to if you decide to stay. And one is that when business is conducted, one must wear the grey flannel standard business shorts. Good day. I'll try and find some. Enjoy yourself. (laughs) The funeral of Mrs Codrington was a thoroughly miserable affair, and thus, Rudyard felt, an overwhelming success. 
Brimming with pride, he went home to fun funerals, had a simple meal of anchovies and peas, and then sat up all night, unable to contain his excitement at what the morning and the papers might bring. Uh, go on. Just get in the ground, will you? Morning. Come in, George. in the ground. They're all looking. <laughs> he looks like a dog chasing rabbits. Been there all night, waiting for the paper to arrive. He's convinced that advert's going to change things forever. Get in the ground. Family's paid up front. <clears throat> Sleep is the half-brother of death. Do you want a bagel? Yes. What? Uh, who? What? Where am I? Now look up. Mr. Marlowe. No, I haven't seen it yet. Looking forward to it. Oh, <laughs> very good of you. Mr. Marlowe just said he's refunding us £400. Why? Doubled his circulation, probably. Mr. Marlowe, we accept. Oh, yes, of course I'm happy. Today's the beginning of the end of Eric Chapman. I'll say that again. It's the newspaper. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Paper's here. Okay, thanks, bye. Well, how does it look? How does what look? Our advert on the front page. Fun funerals. Why bother with anyone else? I went for the full tombstone. Sophisticated. We're not on the front page. What? Why not? Eric Chapman's on the front page. What? Last night, newcomer and all-round sport Eric Chapman endeared himself to piffling by placing a bouquet of petunia bloom flowers on every grave in the island. What? Said Mr Chapman. It's the least I could do for such a welcoming community. I expect I shan't ever leave. No, 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 Bloody hell, Eric's on every page. Putting the fun in funerals. Two, three, four, six. What's on page five? Oh, a cat's had twins. Oh, are we, are we in the story? A local man also has a twin cat. Damn you, Marlow! Oh, oh, here we are. We're on page 13. Pretty small, though. I think you've been edited. So what does it say? Fun funerals. Why bother? To be fair, it's very catchy. Rudyard, get down from the counter. Going to jump and you can't stop me. Eric also told Piffling Matters of his new promotion... The first five people through the door today will receive a complimentary word wreath with their funeral of choice. Publicity stunts. Promotions. Has the man no shame? Maybe not, but at least he has clients. How can a man just appear out of nowhere and ruin everything in the space of a week? How's this possible? What, what, what have we done? It boggles the mind. It, it, it boggles. Boggle, boggle, boggle. Roger, boggle. what is it? Boggle, Antigone, boggle, boggle, boggle. Unhinged, Georgie, attack! Okay. No, 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 don't you understand? Chapman's word reads. Boggle the word reads. Scramble them. Sabotage? Yes, what a dazzling word. You can't sabotage a funeral. I'm not sabotaging a funeral. I'm sabotaging a cheap, tawdry promotion that tarnishes the very name of the funerary practice. Be crime not to do it. What are you going to do? Set them on fire? I'm great at arson. Mm. Cut through the strings so they all fall apart. Turn mother into moth. Turn daughter into hat red gut. Make a mockery of them all. That's ridiculous. It'll work. When's the next funeral? 
Says here at 7 o'clock this morning. Mm, that's in half an hour. Georgie, call up Mr Marlowe and tell him there's a big, big story happening at the churchyard at 10 o'clock this morning. Are we going to get close enough to the reeds? Uh, Madeline, you're coming with me. Gotcha now, Chapman. We'll see who wins the high score round here. I wasn't eager to engage in sabotage, but after all, Rudyard did allow me to live in the skirting board rent-free, so I owed him something. I sat in his top pocket as he hurried over to the funeral of old Colonel Kevin Hubbard, who'd mistaken a grenade for a can of Diet Cola and had accidentally detonated himself. The service had not yet begun, and Eric was chatting to the agnostic Reverend Wavering. There was also a jazz band. Rudyard sidled up to the coffin over which the wreaths were draped. <laughs> An amateur leaves a coffin unguarded. Right, Madeline, you know what to do. I did indeed, and ten minutes later rejoined Rudyard at the back of the crowd. Well done, Madeline. Oi, what's your Rudyard? It's for Marlowe. I hope you brought your camera. Yeah, well, it's better be important. I meant to be taking Petunia Bloom on a hot weekend to Guernsey. <laughs> <laughs> I promised you a big story, and you're going to get to is that a mouse in your top pocket? Wow, that is a big story. Uh, that's not the story. No, Madeline, you can't plug your new book. Good morning, gents. Oh, hello, Eric boy. Ah, Chapman. Feeling confident, are we? I think so, yes. Uh, do the press usually come along to the funerals here? No, but Rudyard said that, that you've made such a big splash on our small islands that, frankly, Chapman, you deserve the spotlight. Well... Very decent of you, Rudyard. Oh, I looked around the whole island for grey flannel standard business shorts, but I can't find any. They must have sold out. <laughs> must have, yes. Uh, morning, Reverend. Yeah, hello there. Uh, I think we're ready to get stuck in, Eric. Sure thing, Nigel. Enjoy yourselves, everyone. Do you think I ought to talk about God in this one, or leave it sort of vague? Oh, I trust your instincts, Reverend. Oh, uh, right. Uh, yes. Shouldn't yes. be long now, Mr Marlowe. Yeah, well, it had better be worth it, son. I've already had a hot story for tomorrow's paper. Apparently... People can predict the weather now. I'm sure your time will be well spent, Mr. Marlowe. Antigone! What are you doing here? Where, where's your survival suit? I don't need it, or the helmet anymore. All I needed was willpower, pyroton, and a bucket of suntan lotion per journey. Antigone Fun? In many ways, Mr. Marlowe, I am, but I don't like to talk about yes, it. Yes, very complex. Now, Mr. Marlowe, keep your eyes on those words. All right, but something will better happen soon, boy. Everything neatly arranged, then. Oh, Madeline's been at the string keeping the reeds together. Soon it'll be bye-bye, Chapman. Roger, do you think this is necessary? I've never been so pleased to be said. Humiliating you like this in front of everyone. This is war, Antigone. If I could have arranged to have his trousers fall down on cue, well, I'd have done it. Oh, perhaps they're still tired. No, shh, they're starting. I'd like to think that as the colonel was yanking on the pin that would tragically seal his fate, he heard God whisper, if he exists, Well done, Kevin, old boy. Come and see the place that I've probably made for you. Come on, come on. I'd first like to call on my good friend, Eric Chapman, to hand me the first of his floral tributes to the dear departed colonel. Here we go. Certainly, Reverend. Here we... Oh, oh, something feels a bit loose here. I'll have to be... Whoa, 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 whoa. And in front of the crowd, the wreath 
that was supposed to spell Dear Kevin now appeared to say... Dead Cretin? What? That's what it says, Dead Cretin. <laughs> I actually don't think I can watch this. I, I, I don't... I'm so sorry about this. Let, let me try another. Item two, Antigone. Watch as the words never forgotten magically become... I'm a war criminal. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, Nigel, I can't apologise enough. That's reverend to you. I don't mind satire in the correct place, Channel 4, but this is just... No, no, I don't. I'm so sorry. Antigone, get your eyes open. This is glorious. This is excruciating. At last, at last, you're... I think in the circumstances, Eric... No, please, everybody, I've just got the one more. Uh, They can't possibly all go wrong. And then a strange and inexplicable thing occurred. For the wreath that had spelt Hubbard much missed and should now have spelt something really quite rude, instead told the assembled crowd... Disturb? Disrupt? Destroy? Funeral? Revenge? Rudyard fun was definitely here, and this is the result. Indigo. Wait. Rudyard fun was definitely here, and... Where is he? Where is Rudyard fun? Now, this is a big story. <laughs> Smile for the camera, Rudyard. <laughs> Isaac, Mr Marlowe, can I look at that camera? Well, get your hands off it. Stop it, you... Stop it, you... You're choking him with a strap. Don't tell me that, Antigone. I need plausible deniability. Where is he? Where's Dunyard Fire? Oh, Here he is, strangling the newspaper man. Oh, wait, Max and Randy. No, no. I'm, 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 I